starting Brandon Luft and Jeff Luft. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to start the podcast taking a deep breath, <laughs> which that's a great way to start it. <laughs> Gasping for air. Welcome to the podcast. What, what's the name of this show, this Brandon? I'm going to have to cut all this. Um, welcome Fix to... Post. <laughs> seriously. Welcome to Let's Go the Running Show, uh, a show about and for asthma awareness uh i'm brandon <laughs> that's jeff and uh jeff we're it's summertime jeff right would you agree i would i think let me check checking my calendar yes it appears that it is summertime. well okay so it's not science science summer it's not meteor meteorological summer is that a thing because the uh oh, the, far, yeah. the farmer's almanac start? I think is what tells us. I don't know. It's usually, it's way too late. It's like June. Mid-June. Late June. June 20-something, 20 21st. And and that's... That's horseshit. It really, truly is. We've already had multiple <laughs> days where it's been 90 degrees. And uh, so it's summer. I don't care what anyone else says. And you know what else? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what else that means, right? What else does that mean, Brandon? It's dog shit season, Jeff. So <laughs> everywhere, people are okay. letting their dogs shit with impunity. Uh, mm-hmm. Everywhere I'm trying to run. And mm-hmm. there are a few things that I dislike more than running a nice stretch of a path or a trail and just the nice humid summer wind is hitting you in the face and it's just like mm-hmm. you're running through just a field full of dog feces. I had a run the other day where that was happening to me. It was so bad for I seriously a good 10th of a mile that I, I literally stopped at one point and checked my shoes because I was like, this smell <laughs> is not going away. Do I have dog shit on my shoes? And I didn't, but it was that bad. Uh, and it's just so annoying, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you would never just let your dog shit lie around, right? <laughs> you collect your dog shit? It's an interesting question. First of all, I appreciate your coming in with a hot take. I don't like <laughs> dog shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's going to ruffle a few feathers. Yeah, not a, not the way you offended the entire asthma community uh, <laughs> earlier on. We're going to cut that. Um, but the, uh, you know, I felt like growing up, like nobody said anything about picking up after your dog. Like it felt like it was just free reign on your dog shitting everywhere. And then at some point people became aware of that and they all had those little green bags. Mm-hmm. Um, and they seemed to do a good job about it. And then you got the stink eye. It's all, it's all very good peer pressure. Um, but that being said, a good portion of my run now does smell like dog shit. I yeah. noticed it this morning. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing is, uh, just like you, you're looking for it. And there's no visible dog shit, just the heavy smell of dog shit. And right. maybe it's the suburbs, like all the dogs are shitting in their yards. And it's mm-hmm. just becoming a part of the uh, cultural the 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Ambiance is probably a better direction than cultural landscape, which is where I think I was going. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. whatever. I don't. Uh, I don't know what it is. I like it's annoying, and I don't feel like anybody likes it. So why doesn't mm-hmm. everybody just kind of do their part, chip in, and pick up their mm-hmm. dog shit? And I think what happens sometimes with me is where I'm running. I'm not running through neighborhoods with yards. I'm running on a trail uh, or a path. And so it's a little more foresty. It's a little woodsier. And so a lot of times I think people just assume that, oh, it's nature. I'll just let Bruto shit anywhere. Sure. (laughs) And uh, that doesn't make it any better. And sometimes the dog will shit right on the path. And there will just be this, hmm. and I mean, that's just gagging. Steaming pile of dog shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the one of the things that always cracks me up, though, when I'm on run, though, is if you catch a dog mid-shit. So, like, <laughs> you'll always see, and it's just a weird, awkward moment mm-hmm. because the, the owner's standing there and has got him on the leash and he's just fully crouched. Yeah. And then you just make weird eye contact with him as you're running by. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got to be a tough moment well, if you're that, a dog. That's when you just start cheering. That's what I – you just start clapping and, woo, you know, like pumping your fist. You just yeah. egg the Positive dog Positive reinforcement. On. Yeah, it's doing sure. a great job. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that that uh, I can tie that into today's topic, Jeff, that I want to discuss, mm-hmm. um, which is running shoes. So, uh, you know, I had to check my shoes, make sure I didn't step in dog shit. My current pair of running shoes um, suffered greatly uh, in the great fall of 23 that occurred uh, two weeks ago that we discussed on the last podcast. Okay. They're um, now coated with mud. Uh, you know, it's dry, obviously, but it's all over. It was all over the top and the sides. And uh, I'm due for new running shoes. So uh, this is maybe just the catalyst. How often do you switch your running shoes, Jeff? How often are you supposed to switch your running shoes? Honestly, I think I've read stuff before, but I don't know that I was really paying that close of attention. So it's okay. good. Somebody that's listening probably knows the number better than I do. Somehow 500 miles pops into my head as a possible time where you would, you would want to switch them. However, yeah, that's what popped I into my head. It feels like, yeah, that feels like a lie from big shoe, right? <laughs> to get you to buy <laughs> shoes more frequently. Yeah. Which and and running shoes, uh, notoriously not cheap, right? I think uh, that's it, correct. If you're if you're buying good running shoes or mm-hmm. even average running shoes, what um, how much? What's Here's the most my process? Okay, let me tell you my process. Then I'll tell you the most. I don't honestly, I don't know, but um, my process is is that I can start to feel it not in my feet, but like my hips and back start bothering me more than they normally do. And then I realize, oh, hey, I probably need to change out my shoes. Mm -hmm. And then what I'll do is I'll take the pair that I'm currently using and I'll put them in the garage and I'll use those for one-off situations. So I'll get my newer pair, I'll run in those pretty frequently, but then if it's like raining outside, I'll use the Mm -hmm. old pair or something like that to try to transition and still try to get as much as I can out of those old shoes and all actually what to your point, wear those older shoes, like running errands or whatever too, because they're still comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they, 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 they really smell well. great. They smell great after, uh, you 500 know, or so miles. I haven't really ever run into, uh, 
the shoes smelling that bad. Now, mm-hmm. anyone who has run with me will tell you that at the end of the run, I smell like death, mm-hmm. um, like an old man who is on the precipice of uh, the end of his life. So um, I, I can't, I don't just go out and run errands after a run, like you were referencing yeah. that, that isn't a thing for me, but that's well, what people want to know. I try not to, I, I try not to, it's just mm-hmm. kind of a, if I'm running in an area and I have to make a very specific stop and it's also close to that area, mm-hmm. I don't like to waste gas. So, you know, I would maybe swing by the, you know, post office, whatever, pick up my parcels or. Okay. Okay. Go have some light dentistry yeah, I think done. Anything, anything goes at the post office. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah it's just a when they're smelling like whatever. Oh, everybody in there smells like something, dude. Like, I mean, yeah, you got people that smell like Fritos and, and you know, mm-hmm. meat sticks. And you've got like the old ladies with the heavy, heavy perfume. I mean, it's just, it's the wild west of odors in there. So Hall's Mentholiptus, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it's some dude's got, you know, Vicks VapoRub just slathered <laughs> all over his appendages and. It's right. wild in right. the post office. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, of post office and postal people, mail carriers, uh, I, mm-hmm. and this will, I think I already know the answer to your question when I say, Jeff, what kind of running shoes do you wear? Uh, it's Hoka, right? And uh, that is I, right. <clears throat> I, I know mail carriers who endorse Hoka. Not like professionally. Yeah. They don't get like sponsorships to do it. But, uh, you know, mail carriers... Um, fun fact they walk a shit ton so oh yeah uh, you know over 20 miles a day and they all swear by hokas so um i don't wear hokas yeah it's too that's outside of my it's too much for me i i feel like that is for people like you people who run marathons and um so i kind of go a tier down i think i don't what's a good pair of hokas hokas run you and I'm sure there's a range. I think but... the ones I usually get are around 150. Hmm. 160. Okay. Somewhere like that. Never mind that. Um, that's uh that's about what I <laughs> for for uh so I, I I'm sure that you can pay more, but mm-hmm. there's just one particular type. So they're the Hoka Bondi is the type I use. And so I always and but what I typically do is I'll go online. And I'll like buy an older model, like so I won't buy the most recent one, but you can usually, you know, get the seven instead of getting the eight or whatever like that. And if you work it out like that, it could be a little bit less. Mm -hmm. Um, And let me tell you how I ended up using those shoes. I I ran in just regular old whatever kind of running shoes at first. And then um, I all of a sudden had a sharp pain as if someone were driving a nail through the bottom of my middle toe on my right foot. Okay. And, uh, thought maybe I was done running. Um, and then I was doing some reading on it. I didn't see a doctor or deal with any kind of actual medical care. Cause why would somebody do that? Um, but I was reading about a uh, drop. Do you know anything about like heel to toe drop in shoes, Brandon? I've, uh, you know, I had my running or my stride tested at one point, and I think they mm-hmm. kind of talked to me about that, and my eyes talked just sort it. of glazed over. And glazed over. Yeah. So, no, I don't know what it means. It's the it's basically the difference between the 
the the height of the heel and the height of the toe right okay. so it's the the grade and usually it's like 10 millimeters mm -hmm. um and the hokas are more like four so it's more of a flat uh shoe as opposed to kind of pointing downward on your toes mm. and it forces you to have a little bit of a different stride i ended up i'm more of like a mid-sole striker now as opposed to on the toe or on the heel Mm -hmm. And that's been good for me from my foot perspective. Some people will do like a zero drop shoe that is just basically a flat shoe. Um, so, but that's, it took me a while to kind of figure that out and not without a little bit of pain, but that's why I landed on those Hoka Bondies and they're, they're much more supportive. So for like a big fellow like me, mm -hmm. um, I need that kind of thick support in the, in the sole. Right. So I don't know that I'll ever try to run in anything besides those Hoka Bondies. Right. Is it, uh, you said midsole striker, right? Yeah. 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 I didn't, I had, I felt like I had a joke there and then I, I lost it. So <laughs> something about it, like toker? a, no, like a Christian rock band or something. So. Okay. Midsole striker. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Like the Christian heavy metal band. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're middling between guardian and striper midsole striker. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you just named two Christian metal bands. That's impressive. Man, so I can keep going. I can nope. go all day. Please don't. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Scooter's Bear Mace. If you've ever been running and encountered a bear, well, you're probably dead now. But if you'd have had Scooter's Bear Mace, you might have stood a fighting chance. Scooter's Bear Mace, available wherever bears ain't. I started off with, uh, I bought a pair of Asics. Is that how you say it? Uh, yeah. I think online. I think I just bought them through Amazon. I don't even know what my shoe size is. I was just like, fuck, I don't know. 11? <laughs> you just picked a number? Yeah. <laughs> that feels good. 11? Uh <laughs> A little big. That's actually not what my shoe size is. But um, so I, I bought a pair and then uh, they were okay. And I think I just bought them. It was mostly like a, hey, I want to try and get into running. I don't know how much money I want to spend on something that I don't know if I'm going to do. So I, you know, I would yeah. have guessed that they were probably $60 at that time or something, which, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, uh, as a guy who generally fishes shoes out of the dumpster behind the uh, Red Rack <laughs> thrift store, I, that was a big expenditure for me. So I, uh, wore those for a little while, but again, they just, they weren't great. And then at some point in a mm -hmm. store, I encountered a pair of Adidas. Uh, they have, you know, cloud foam technology, <laughs> which yeah. I don't, it's just all bullshit. They make up. That's just, uh, you know, <laughs> pillow, pillow fluff, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it had cloud foam and, uh, but I bought them and they weren't that expensive either, but they were much lighter than the Asics. I think that's yeah. my memory. My takeaway of the Asics was that they were heavy and the Adidas mm -hmm. were lighter. And, uh, you know, I felt like a new man for a little while until the, the insole started wearing down rapidly. Um, and <laughs> right. then I, I bought a pair I think my first real expensive uh, pair of expensive running shoes. I have you heard of uh, on running? Isn't that what it's called? They're like uh, uh, I have I have heard of that, Swiss but I don't know a lot about it. Swedish. I don't. They're they're uh, okay. They're they're European, and uh, mm -hmm. so 
you know, Europe and running want go hand in hand. So, um, sure. So a nice European pair of running <laughs> shoes. Um, and they were a little stiffer than I was accustomed to. They were very light. Mm. Uh, and then I think after that I did now, have you ever gone and had like your stride evaluated or tested at a running store or, you know, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that a few times cause I've like started and stopping, stopped running a couple of times in my life. Um, and that's always kind of fun. You know, you can, mm-hmm. they got the camera set up and you can kind of see your stride and somebody mm-hmm. can kind of talk you through it. Yeah. Have you? I have. Yeah. Um, a few, a couple of summers ago, I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, height of the height of the pandemic when people, everyone, you have to wear a mask everywhere. I think I went into the running store, you know, and then ran in a mask Perfect. on a treadmill, which was awesome. And, you know, I, I just had some teen uh, looking at my feet and telling me, you know, oh, that's how you run. Uh, and <laughs> so, but no, he was very good at it. They were all very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. um, which betrayed my uh, impression uh, based off of yeah. their age and that sort of thing. Yeah, One of them made a comment because I think I was just in a pair of like uh, Adidas, or not Adidas. Kids. Like, uh, I was in a pair of Keds. Uh, <laughs> no, just like New Balance, but like, uh, you know, like not running new balance, not actually athletic shoes, uh, just mm-hmm. sneakers. And, uh, one of the guys working there said, uh, isn't it funny that people used to run and stuff like that? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a funny thing. So I ended mm-hmm. up that time getting a pair of new balance. I think they're 10 eighties. And, um, okay. and I really liked those. I think I, I tried a couple of different ones and, uh, not New Balance. I tried a couple of different shoes. I think I did um, Brooks. That's a brand, right? Yeah, those were supposed to be really good. I've never worn any Brooks, but people swear by those. Yeah. yeah. And so I tried those along with the New Balance. I was like, I think I like these New Balance. So bought those. Hmm. Um, they were kind of the the best of all the previous things I'd mentioned. They were light, uh, breathable. Mm-hmm. The soles were comfortable, you know, nice cushioning. And uh and so I then, you know, wore them down just as you do. I don't know. had them for a year. And uh, I tried – I bought a pair of Brooks and I just bought them online. And uh, I wore them like twice and I just couldn't. I didn't like them at all. And uh, I don't know. I thought I remembered huh. liking them more when I tried them on in the store. They felt really narrow and I don't have a, a fat foot, I don't think. Uh, it's an average foot and, uh, but they felt very narrow. So I, but I still, you know, if I did it again, I wouldn't not try them, but I would probably do an extra wide variety or whatever. So, huh. I have a very narrow foot. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, do you, are you like me and that when you order shoes online, you feel guilty that you didn't go into a local store and buy from a local running store? Yeah, kind of. But um, so <laughs> this ties into the another question I was going to ask you is how important are they aesthetically to you? Because so the, the last two pairs now I've had, I bought I bought those uh, in the store and from the running store and it was great. And uh, I was like, I'm doing a good thing. Then uh, I, I bought the Brooks online and returned those. <laughs> 
but then I I rebought uh, New Balance 1080s again. But I was going to go into the store, but I think I maybe looked at their inventory online, and they just had like two colors. And mm. I'm, you know, I'm not. Uh, I don't need like uh, it doesn't have to fit my specifications perfectly, but I do need a couple of choices that I'm actually going to enjoy. Right. And uh, the two they had, I didn't like, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, the big evil corporate online overlord had uh, <laughs> multiple yeah. colors that I enjoyed. And so I ended up buying yeah. one from there. And that's yes, how they crushed the local uh, business owner for sure. I know it's awful <laughs> and I feel terrible, but uh, but I but really you look great. I do. And that's what's important. Uh, I needed that the color I bought. Um, had a weird name. It was like, uh, I want to say maybe it was ghost pepper. Nah, okay. I don't know, but they're, they're all it, uh... red. They're almost like orange, okay. like almost orangey red, very blinding. So I am into the so brighter. You gravitate towards a flashier, brighter color. I do. And in my mind, it's because I'm making myself more visible to, uh, would be mm-hmm. car death. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was barely yeah, English. That's the thing. Uh, so <laughs> due to would-be car death, I tend to buy fancier, brighter Would-be's. shoes. But, <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm at, I need a new pair of shoes, and I, I know I really should go into a store and do it. So We should do a field trip. We should do to do a live podcast from the shoe store <laughs> and we can we can interview all of the uh, shoe sales people who I've you know degraded by acting like they're young and don't know anything. Right. Yeah, that'd be Those good. people are amazing because it's amazing that they can just look at your shoe and tell so much about how you run. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. Shoe like science people who are experts at things. Yeah. Yeah. Shoe science has come a long way, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, so is color not important to you when choosing your shoe? I usually try to go with like a different color, okay. but I tend to be pretty um, standard and neutral. But mm. I like a, I got like a good blue shoe. I'm a blue <laughs> guy. I've got some gray ones too. Well, and you also. Usually I, in that range. Yeah. You, I mean, you live in a very heavily gang infested area. And so mm-hmm. you have to be mm-hmm. careful about what color you buy. I right. Think so. Red would give me shot for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're deep in rolling crip territory. So mm-hmm. 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 Um, would you spend a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes that could shave 90 <laughs> seconds off your mile time? A pair of shoe. <laughs> um, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, what good does it do to, for me to be faster? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be great to be faster, but $1,000, my Lord. Yeah. What am I, the Rockefellers? I don't know. I What are you? The Rockefellers? I don't know. Um, I'm not. That's what I always say to my kids when they bring up something that I don't want to spend money on. I'm like, who are we, the Rockefellers? And they... And they look at you just like, who the mm. fuck are the Rockefellers, Jeff? Right? <laughs> exactly. They have no exactly. clue what that means. That's good. Um, right. Have you ever... Would you? Um, 
90 seconds. See, I think about it in terms of efficiency and uh, how much sooner I could not be running. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) so if I could shave that much off and then no longer be running that much sooner, no, $1,000 is a lot. Are you going to have to spend that $1,000 every time you have to replace your shoes? Like you're in for $1,000 shoes from now on? Yeah. I mean, as long as you want to keep that mile time. I mean, that's the way this works, Jeff. (laughs) Would you pay (laughs) $1,000 for shoes that would enable you to dunk a basketball on a regulation basketball hoop? Oh, no. That's possible. No. Uh, probably because you could turn that in, you could turn that into something, right? Couldn't you then maybe in theory, I I don't know, go join the Globetrotters. You'd be like a novelty. Like here's this, like, uh, you know, old, (laughs) you know, white guy who, uh, you know, look at him run folks. And then like, and then you can dunk though. That would be amazing. That would be pretty amazing. I think it's funny that my mind went to, I could maybe win a couple of bets on the playground and you have me traveling with the Globetrotters. Go big or go home, Jeff. <laughs> I, I mean, was at... If I had the chance to travel with them, I'd take it. Yeah. Meadowlark lucked. I was at the uh, the grocery store the other day and uh, there was a, you know one of the signs hanging down that was like, check out our meat or I don't know what they say. Maybe it was the thing that sh- says what's down that aisle, like condiments, okay. salsa, right. whatever, cereal, coffee. Cereal. coffee. Let's, let's yeah. just now name everything we can think of at a grocery store. <laughs> Anything you might eat in the morning. <laughs> no. um, and my girlfriend and I were walking down the aisle and I, the sign looked like a good bit in the air. I, I can't, I'm terrible with um, distances and heights, so I can't tell you how tall it was. Uh-huh. But uh, I said, do you think I can touch that? And she looked at it. She said no. She said no. Um, Uh I, you know, backed up and then somebody started to come down the aisle and I sheepishly like acted like I wasn't doing anything. But it was a guy and he kind of looked at me and kind of like with this smirk and I think he knew what I was about to do. And so uh, I did. I jumped, hit it with like space to spare. I mean, I got my full palm on it and it was pretty, I mean... I wish I could have seen a video. I'm sure it looked like I jumped about six inches off the ground, but um, (laughs) it felt really impressive. And uh, then I landed and it immediately felt like I broke both my ankles and my spine. (laughs) I don't remember the last time I jumped that high for no (laughs) reason. And uh, yeah, it hurt. Now you know why you don't. Did you, were you able to save face at least enough to where you could taunt her and give her a hard time for not believing in you? Yeah, absolutely. And okay. to be fair, okay. she was, she was impressed. She was like, wow, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think you'd be able to do that. Okay. And, uh, and I think that made me consider uh, briefly, I wish I, I said, I wish I could hustle people at this. I feel like, I feel like I should start trying to, you know, just people who come down the aisle, like, Hey, in the grocery sign? store. <laughs> Is that weird? Is that strange behavior in the high V? I mean, I'm here for it though. It is strange behavior, but I would love to see that. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like uh, okay. we didn't cover all the ground we needed to on shoes, but uh, I mean, you certainly know. not comprehensive, nor 
really knowledgeable or helpful in any way, which feels like it's on brand. Yeah, for par us. for the course. I uh, mm -hmm. so we're gonna wrap up this part of uh, part one of four of shoes, running shoes. <laughs> And so this week, Jeff, I thought we would uh, take a break from the song aspect. What are you listening to? Because what ends up happening is I feel like each time I, we go to pick songs and then we both start off by going, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I run. Like <laughs> It always starts like that. So right. why right. not just go ahead and talk about uh, a podcast that we are either currently listening mm -hmm. to while we run or mm -hmm. that we like listening to while we run. So did you have a mm -hmm. good podcast to share, Jeff? I came up with a podcast to share. Would you like for me to talk about that now, Brandon? Uh, yeah. Or you yeah. want to go first? No, you go ahead. That would be ideal, okay. which is why I asked you about okay. it. Uh, okay. So I do, I listen to a lot of podcasts and as is my way, <laughs> like, I started to listen to just a couple and I kept adding them. And now at the beginning of every week, I'm like, oh shit, I got to get through all these podcasts as if they're now some sort of an assignment. So yeah. I'm like, how am I going to fit all these in? Yeah. Um, I, I do tend towards um, like comedians. Mm -hmm. I like uh, comedians and uh, most, a lot of those are like interview style. Um, but you know, I just like, I like to laugh. I like funny stuff. I like lighthearted stuff. <laughs> Um, but a lot of them are probably more mainstream and probably things that people have heard of. So I mm -hmm. went with one that's probably uh, lesser known, um, but I really enjoy listening to it every week. And it is called Films to be Buried With. Um, and it's hosted by Brett Goldstein. Mm. Do you know who Brett Goldstein is, Brandon? The name is very familiar. I'm not placing uh, it, though. Is he an actor? He's a British comedian, actually, but oh. he does play Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. Oh, shit. Okay. Which. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Have you okay. watched Ted Lasso? Yeah, I have. I've, uh, I've been working. Really? I've been working on my Roy Kent. Nah, nah, it's not good. Nah, nah, fuck it. Oi. That's pretty good. I, <laughs> I just go, oi. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's sometimes, it. Sometimes um, I just slip into it like I can't. I yeah, I want to get good at a Roy. You camp. have been working on that. Yeah, thank you. That's not bad. Thanks. Okay, we'll have to like have a weekly update on your Roy Kent impersonation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, is that on this podcast, Brett Goldstein sounds nothing like Roy Kent. Like he's right. just got a regular British accent, and mm -hmm. his voice is a little higher pitched than that, and uh, just sounds like a delightful British guy. But the interesting thing about this one is that uh he he has it has a, a particular rhythm to it so he'll bring on a guest sometimes they're very famous and sometimes they may be local british comedians um but he will talk to them kind of just chat them up to at the beginning and then he's like uh oh shit, i forgot to tell you uh you've died you're dead and then they're like oh no and so then he's like how did you die and then he's like uh I, I, I've got good news for you. There's a heaven and you're going to heaven and at in heaven, they want to learn about your life, but they want to learn it about your life through the, uh, through film. So then he starts to ask them questions about 
like movies. And so the first question he asks them is, what's the first film you remember seeing? And then it just kind of goes from there. And so there's oh a God. consistent set of questions that he asks people. And it's all about kind of like, um, you know, what's, what's the film you think you've watched the most, you mm -hmm. know, most times in your life, you know, what film make you laugh the most? So mm -hmm. being somebody who like enjoys movies um, and enjoys kind of the comedy element of it, it's uh, it's just really fun to listen to. It's usually uh, some of the other ones I've listened to, like they get a little long, mm -hmm. uh, but it's usually, you know, under an hour. And mm. so uh, that's one I would recommend. And it's probably one that most people haven't heard of. Yeah. Interestingly, the answer, uh, my answer to all of those questions would be Titanic. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you laugh the hardest at Titanic. Oh God. Yeah. When the ship is sinking and the guys are playing the fiddles, you know, mm -hmm. I, uh, just mm -hmm. a magic, magic scene. I've actually never seen Titanic, <laughs> um, to be honest. So mm. that's mm -hmm. bullshit. I just said that. Right. I said that to be funny. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I was ready to believe it. I, I, uh, that's a really cool idea. I'll have to check that out. I like, it's an interesting premise, I guess you'd call it. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that's very cool. Um, so my podcast, I listen to, um, things that don't make me laugh, uh, that instead, uh, set out to instill fear and terror into my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, well, so I either listen to, um, I don't know, serialized podcasts or whatever the opposite of that is. So uh, non-serialized, uh, kind of, you know, <laughs> I guess where you have standalone episodes. Standalones. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, like Behind the Bastards, I think I've pitched that to you multiple mm -hmm. times. Um, mm -hmm. Those are great. Or Still never listen to it. Wow, that's great, man. Keep it up. Uh, or <laughs> uh, last podcast on the left, that's true right. crime, but they're all, you know, they'll have mm -hmm. one or two part episodes, sometimes three, or, or I think they've done four part episodes on, you know, real bad people. But uh, mm -hmm. then they'll have just single episodes about people. But um, what I also enjoy are uh, serialized where it's uh, one story spread out of the course of a full season. And um, right. I, what happens is you listen to one of those and then like you start getting the you may enjoys on your podcast recommendations section. And right. uh, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, if you enjoy murders that occurred in Cheyenne, Cheyenne Wyoming between 1978 <laughs> and 1984, you're going to love these 12 <laughs> podcasts because they're all about that. All about the same thing. <laughs> so I download all of those because I'll go, I need some new ones. And, uh, just like mm -hmm. a junkie needs his fix. I need those those poor unsolved murders from the seventies. That's sweet, sweet murder. Yeah, and uh, so I'm currently listening to one called "What Happened to Sandy Beal," and I think I am uh, three or four episodes in. And uh, Jeff, do you want to know what happened to Sandy Beal? I mean, do we need to give like some sort of a spoiler notice just in case people don't know what happened to Sandy Beal? Uh, we should, but I'm not going to, uh, she died, Jeff. Okay. <clears throat> and she, um, <laughs> she was found in a car, uh, shot through the side and they declared it a suicide. This was the late seventies in, uh, the Northeast somewhere, Maine. And so everybody's got a really grating accent and I feel bad because the, you know, their daughter died and 
you know, she's like, ah, oh, Sandy was a good kid. And it's like, oh, God, that. <laughs> she's, she'd never harm a fly. And it's like, uh, anyway. <laughs> So she, you know, killed herself, they say, but uh, then it turns out she'd had an abortion recently and had been carrying on with a married police officer, a married state trooper. Mm. He was uh, in his late 20s. She was 18 at the time. So it was all r- real gross. Uh, real seedy. So it's an interesting story. I, I'm not really, and I'll finish it. It's just one season. It's like eight or nine episodes, but. I don't, it's not necessarily super well put together or whatever. Um, I'd say when I listen to those serialized murder podcasts, um, they, they come in all levels of, you know, uh, quality, quality. There you go. Um, (laughs) that's the word. Uh, and some are not great. Some are better than others. Um, I would say one out of like every, six or seven i probably really enjoy and mm. would recommend it's not a high betting average but when when it is good i love it it's like man i can't wait to listen to the next episode so um mm-hmm. but you know so let me ask you this mm-hmm. do you have do you not have any like anchor podcast to where you're like it comes on every week and i listen to it every week kind of thing it's more one-offs well and so you know like i said i've got the uh you know, like behind the bastards and last podcast on the mm-hmm. left, but those mm-hmm. are also contingent on the subject matter uh, as far as if I'm going right. to listen. So like there was a behind the podcast, behind the podcast, behind the bastards mm-hmm. <laughs> just did a uh, six part series on Vince McMahon, the uh, president of the oh. WWE. And uh, sure. And uh, he's a bastard, Jeff. Uh, I think I knew that. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I know when, you know, it's like, oh, no shit. But you don't know just how much of a bastard he is. So that was a good one. And I listened to all six parts. And when when they're an hour and a half long or whatever, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you really, dive. you really feel like you come out knowing someone. Uh, and, and same with last podcast on the left. Um, I would say I listened to half of those maybe. But um, okay. nothing where it's just like, yeah, every, I have to listen to every episode. It's just mm-hmm. I don't have any podcasts I, uh, like that. I listen to Mark Marin mm. twice a week, like clockwork, Monday and Thursday. He's just my guy. But, yeah. um, you know, his is a popular podcast, though. That's not like a, a big, uh, big find, big, deep, deep find. <laughs> he's uh, got a lot of listeners. Yeah. But he has a lot of good guests, and I like him because I think that he's funny and uh, – uh, he, you know, you get to know a lot about him, you know, you feel like you really know him. Do you know how he feels about dog shit though, Jeff? <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes he'll do questions like you can submit a question and he'll do a, a, a Mark answers episode. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should try to submit what's your feeling on dog shit mm-hmm. as a, uh, as a Mark Marin Mark answers, uh, question. You can ask him. Uh, if you about the thousand dollar shoes as well, I think that's another good one. If you gave, you know, that's actually you, a better question. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I'll uh, let you know how that goes. Please do.